everybody that plans to be here this coming Tuesday night for prayer if you would if you have somebody you'd like to win to Jesus if you just write their name down just pick maybe one or two names uh, I'm sure we could all have a list that long uh, but just write down one or two names bring it with you to prayer Tuesday night we'll make a presentation about that as well thank the Lord I want to call your attention to the word of God Ezekiel 37 Ezekiel 37, beginning with verse 1, the Bible said, The hand of the Lord was upon me, this is Ezekiel, and carried me out into the Spirit of the Lord, and set me down in the midst of a valley which was full of dry bones, and caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, there were very many in the open valley, and lo, they were very dry. And he, God, said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? I answered, O Lord, thou knowest. Again he said unto me, Prophesy unto these bones, and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause, I will cause breath to enter into you, and you shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you, and you will bring up flesh upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live and you shall know that I am the Lord. Ezekiel said, So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise and behold, a shaking and the bones came together, bone to his bone. And when I beheld, lo, the sinews of the flesh came up upon them and the skin covered them above and there was no breath, but there was no breath in them. Then he said unto me, Prophesy unto the wind prophesy son of man and say to the wind thus saith the Lord God come from the four winds O breath and breathe upon these slain that they may live so I prophesied as he commanded me and the breath came into them and they lived and stood up on their feet an exceeding great army and he said unto me son of man these bones are the whole house of Israel behold they say our bones are dried and our hope is lost and we are cut off from our parts. Therefore prophesy and say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold all, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up out of your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. And you shall know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves, O my people, and brought you up out of your graves and shall put my spirit in you and you shall live. And I shall place you in your own land. 
then you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it, saith the Lord. What a powerful reading. My sermon title today is in the form of this. I have a question. Can God? I have a question. Can God? Everybody say thank God for the word. Thank you for standing and you may be seated. The Bible said again in Ezekiel 37.1, The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit. And the Lord set me down in the midst of a valley which was full of bones. The scene is a valley of dead, slain bodies of people who have, in our eyes, in the eyes of many, have long since been forgotten. They were probably very strong in their time, but now only scattered bones. I want to point out to you this morning and have you pay attention carefully. These people were formerly the people of God. They used to be mighty in God. There was a time in their life when they were those prayer warriors, people full of faith, but the Bible said they were slain. Something killed them. Something took their life ahead of their time. In verse 2 he said, And he caused me to pass by round about, and behold, there were very many in the open valley, and they were very, very dry. They were white, bleached, brittle. Even the worms couldn't inhabit these bones now. We know the Bible said that they were formerly the people of God. But I want to take it a step further today. What was their individual names? What was their family like? How many kids did these people have? Were their kids slain with them? I feel a strong message from the Lord right now. Amen. Who are they? To put it in our culture, what church did they formerly attend? Who was their pastor? These were formerly the people of God. I submit to you today, here is the life that is without God. Here is the life of people who formerly knew God, but now doesn't know God, have walked away from God, have been slain by something in their life. Their life is now that which is wasted. They are lives, as far as Ezekiel is concerned right now, people that have no hope. To put it in our culture, in our terminology today, I believe that these are people that drug abuse has left them desolate. Alcohol has broken them to pieces. Improper relationships has caused them to be without hope. Sin has destroyed them. Hopelessness is all around them. Despair surrounds them. Unhappiness overwhelms them. They have been dejected by their former self. They've been depressed by their current condition. They've been discouraged by their failures. They're disheartened, disappointed, and dis destitute. They have no hope of ever returning to their previous glory, thought Ezekiel. But I have a question. Can God... Hallelujah. Thank the Lord. And so they were abandoned. Even the man of God would not have known where they were if God had himself had not showed him where these bones were. So not only did Ezekiel not know where they were, he didn't even know who they were. God said unto me, he said, Son of man, can these bones live? There's people I know today, and there's people you know today. 
that have formerly lived for God, served God, etc. And if you were to ask me, would they ever come back to God? I would have to surrender and just say, only God knows. I don't know what it would take. I don't know what God would have to do. I don't know what would have to happen in their life, etc. He says, only you know God. If they were to live, Ezekiel realized that it was going to take a real move of God. It's a wise man who realizes he needs God. And when you come to that conclusion, you're more than halfway home, I want to say to somebody today. In Ezekiel verse 37, verse 4, again he said unto me, to put it in our terminology, preach to these bones. Preach to them. Preach to them. Oh, ye dry bones, hear the word of God. I want to encourage somebody here this morning to stop listening to other voices in your life and start listening to the voice of God. His voice is the only one that really matters. We need to, all of us, we need to get into a place today where we can hear the voice of God, where we can hear the word of God. I'm sick and tired of television. I'm sick and tired of media. I'm sick and tired of news channels. I'm sick and tired of all that stuff. I want to hear what God has to say. I want to hear what the Bible has to say about our time and about our lives. I have a question today. I've got a question. Can God do anything about these things? Hallelujah. Notice the screen. Some people, and you probably know people like this, I do. They can't make it through the day without a drink of alcohol. Some can't make it more than an hour without a smoke. What makes us think? that we can go one day without the Word of God? What makes us think that we can overcome this world and its influences without the Word of God? God commanded Ezekiel to preach, not to just deaf ears, not to people closed off. These people had no life in them. But it illustrates the power, the power of the preached Word of God. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this, Grace Church. God spoke to Ezekiel in verse 5, and he said unto these bones, God said to Ezekiel, if you preach to them, if you preach to these bones, as hopeless as it seems, as hopeless as it seems, God said, I will cause. I will. And what I cause to happen goes beyond not just your expectation, but it'll go beyond even what you can believe. Who in the world would look at all of these skeletons that are dried, brittle, bleached out white in the sun and have anybody with a half a brain would tell you there is no hope for these people. But I have a question today. Can God... Can God, can God, he said, I will cause. If there's somebody here today and you give your heart over to him, he goes to work on you. You couldn't work hard enough. You couldn't work on your job hard enough to get that raise you've always wanted. But all of a sudden, God blesses you financially. You couldn't love enough to keep your marriage, but all of a sudden God is melting your hearts together. You couldn't believe enough to have your body healed, but then all of a sudden he heals you. You couldn't live long enough to save yourself, so he dies on a cross to save you. God said he would do it. He said he would save you. He said he would heal you. He said he would deliver you. He said he would help you. It's when we forsake our own abilities. It's when we forsake our own know how and say, God, I've got a question. Can you work in my life? And God says with a resounding voice, oh, yes, I can. For with men, things are impossible. But with God, nothing, nothing is impossible. Praise God. In verse 6, I will lay sinews upon you, he said. I will bring you 
of flesh upon you. I will cover you with skin. I will cover you. I will cover you. I'll put breath in you. I'll put new life in you. And you shall live. And you shall know that I am the Lord. And this is the reason God has brought us to this place in life. That we might know Him. The reason He has allowed us to make such a mess of our lives. Is so that He could show us who He is. And what He can do with our lives. And here's a part I like. Ezekiel, in biblical terms, had enough faith to obey. He had enough faith to obey God and do what God asked him to do. If you and I were there, we would probably look at Ezekiel and say, dude... If you start preaching to this big mess out here in front of you, you're not nearly as smart as I thought you were. But I have a question. Can God just preach to them the word? The Bible said there was a noise. Behold, a shaking. And the bones began to come together bone to his bone. Do you understand? This is the very foundation of what we all Hope in today that our bodies can move and live and operate. If your bones are scattered and connected, nothing is going to work. It doesn't matter. This is our structure. This is how we made. And the first thing God does in our life is gives us structure. It gives us balance. He gives us hope. He gives us faith. He gives us promise. He gives us life. Oh, yes, he does. And his spirit can cause all of that to happen. So watch this. He said, there was a noise, a shaking and all of that. When God begins to put a life back together, there's a noise. There's evidence. It's a God thing. Moses, or Ezekiel, excuse me, could not take any credit for what was going on in that valley in front of him. It was a God thing. The Bible said there was a noise. And I believe when these people started coming together, a noise came out of their mouth. I'm going to come to that in just a moment. But when God starts working in your life, I believe a new tongue comes out of your mouth, a new language, a shout, some praise, some dancing, some rejoicing. It's a God thing. And it's time for some people here to get shaken up a little bit. It's time for somebody to start making some noise. It's time for somebody to start coming together in your life. Oh, yes, it is. So if it's a time for some shaking up, as I preached to you last Sunday, it may take you finding yourself at the end of your rope or at the bottom of the proverbial pit. And when you hit rock bottom, the only thing you can do is look up. It may take that. But if you'll give God a chance, he'll perform things in your life. Uh, I have a question today. Can God do this? Yes, he can. The Bible said the skin and the flesh started coming together. They were covered up, but there was no breath in them. I'll ask again, who were these people? For God to give them breath again means at one time they had breath. This indicates to me when you cease to breathe the breath that God gives you, you cease to live. Not only naturally, but spiritually. When you cease to breathe in and out the presence of God in and out of your life, you start down a path that's not going to end very good. So I ask again, who were these people? They were the people of God formerly, the Bible said. They used to be the people of God. But something happened. Something killed them. Something destroyed their spirit. Something killed their attitude, to put it in our terminology. Something impacted them so much that they turned around and walked away from God. But I want to submit to Grace Church today. With all of our family and friends that we know that these things has happened too, it ain't over with yet. I'm telling you, it's not over with yet. As a matter of fact, I have a question. Can God bring them back? Oh, yes, he can. 
can. Can God put life back into them? Oh, yes, he can. Can God deliver them again? Oh, yes, he can. Can God work in their life again? Oh, yes, he can. Can they be prayer warriors again? Oh, yes, they can. Can they be used in the gifts of the Spirit again? Oh, yes, they can. I'm here to preach to Grace Church today. God wants to bring life back to this church and back to our loved ones and back to our friends. Can God do it? Yes, he can. It's amazing that when God restored these people, listen to me, when God restored these people, he didn't bring them back to what they were before. He didn't restore them back to what they were before. He made them into something that had a brand new identity. This time, he gave them the spirit. He dressed them. He covered them. And made them in to fighting warriors. That what happened to me yesterday will never happen to me again. He will equip them. He will equip you with a strength and an ability and a power that you've never had before. There's people sitting here today that were once backslidden. You were bitter and broken and hurt. And then just church turned you off and said, I'll never go back. But God, but God, I have a question. I have a question. Can God? He did it to some people here today. Oh, yes, he did. You were lost out there somewhere. You were drug addicts and alcoholics. But God brought you back. And he equipped you with a power that you did didn't have before. He made a soldier out of you. He made a warrior out of you. Oh, yes, he did. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost here today. Hallelujah. I don't know these people. Ezekiel didn't know who these people were. No, he did not. But it didn't matter. God knew who they were. And God had a plan for them. God started moving on them. And they began to take on an identity. They started looking like an army. They were coming to be a mighty, fearless people. They were becoming something they were not before. Who are these people? I don't know them by name, neither did Ezekiel. But I know who they are now, and so did Ezekiel. The point is, it didn't matter what their name What mattered is that God had restored them to a place of power and a place of anointing and a place of might. Is anybody hearing what I'm preaching here today? I'm preaching to some dry bones right now, and I expect here in a little while to hear some noise in my ear. I expect a little while to see some things start happening. I expect in the next week or two to start hearing, well, things are shaking up in my life. It ain't like it used to be. I'm not as comfortable as I used to be. I'm not as happy in sin as I used to be. There's a troubling going on in my spirit. I'm preaching today that God is pouring out His Spirit on all flesh, and that includes every person sitting in this building today. God wants you back, and He sent a preacher to tell you that. And if you'll let God... God have his way, he'll bring your life back together again and bring you back to a place that you can fight, that you can have dominion over sin and over this world. Woo! Hallelujah! Let me tell you, let me tell you today about can God the Bible said, Paul said in 1 Corinthians 6, Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. That's a real serious statement. If you're unrighteous today, you're not going to heaven until that changes. That's what the Bible said. But he didn't stop there. He said, be not deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, or abusers of themselves with mankind, 
nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. He didn't stop there. And he said, and of such were some of you, but you are washed, you are sanctified, you are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of God. I'm here to preach to you today that restoration is in your future. Healing is in your future. If you'll give your heart to God today. Hallelujah. Did you know that Jesus said when you receive the Holy Ghost that you receive power? And it's time for that to happen to somebody right about now. To be either, either filled up with the Holy Ghost for the first time or to be refilled with the Holy Ghost. It's time for that to happen. I want you to notice. I'm so fired up right now, I want to get on a horse and ride off in all directions. I want you to notice this. When God tells Ezekiel again in verse 9, he keeps telling him, preach to these people. There's so much content in this. You theologians over here, take some of it and run with it. He keeps telling them, preach to these bones. Preach to these bones. Ezekiel didn't stop preaching when they started coming together. He didn't stop preaching when one bone came to the other bone and connected. He didn't stop preaching when he got skin, covered them up, covered them up. He didn't stop preaching to them when they were clothed like an army. He didn't stop preaching until they were filled with the breath. He said, preach. Preach, son of man. Preach. Watch this. And say to the wind, thus saith the Lord God. Watch this. Come from the four winds and breathe upon these slain. Breathe on them that they might live. God is telling Ezekiel, when breath comes to them, it's not going to come from just a little old drip from a little old water bottle like that. It's not going to come like that. But he said, when you start preaching to these people, the wind is going to come from everywhere. It's coming from everywhere. I want you to preach to the four corners of the earth. I want you to preach to the wind from the north and from the south and the east and the west. I want them to know it's the omnipresent, omnipotent, omniscient God that's coming from all the universe that's filling them up with his power and with his spirit right now. Woo! I feel the Holy Ghost. Oh my, oh my, let me preach to you today. It's coming from all directions. God don't limit himself just to come from one source. Sit down, I'm almost done. But I'm talking about God coming from every angle you can imagine. And he approaches every part of your life. Marriages can be healed. Diseased bodies can be healed. Finances can be blessed. Your children can be saved. He can deliver from addictions. He can bless your job. He can help you pay your bills. When his blessings flow, they come from everywhere. He said, ask and it shall be given. Seek and you shall find. It comes from everywhere. God, breathe on us. Right now, God, breathe on us. Right now, God, breathe. God, breathe on us. As you stand with me here this morning,
I'm asking for another day of Pentecost. And there's people here today, you're fighting your attitude so bad you don't know what to do. You're fighting the spirit so bad. You're fighting worldliness, you're fighting sin. But if you could just understand the umbrella of blessing that you could walk under right now and what God could do in your home and your family. But I want you to notice that what Ezekiel was experiencing, it wasn't over. The Bible said in Acts chapter 2, in verse 4, in verse 1, when the day of Pentecost was fully come. We know some of the people that were there, but we don't know nearly all of them. I know that Mary, the mother of Jesus, was there. I know that Matthew was there, all the disciples were there. Beyond that, I don't know who they were, but God knew who they were. And God doesn't discriminate. It doesn't matter if you've been a faithful disciple or if you've been a heathen from the wrong side of the tracks. It doesn't matter to God. When you come to the place where God wants you, There's things that can happen that goes beyond your ability and your imagination to understand. They were all with one accord in one place. And here comes that sound. Things are getting shaken up a little bit. Things are moving and people are looking around and, ooh, what is that? Anybody felt that this morning? I have where you're sitting there and, my dad used to say, when you get chills up your spine, it means a possum ran over your grave. That's what my dad used to say. But that ain't a possum running over anybody's grave. It's God's way of saying, I want to breathe on you right now. And I want to change who you were before into something you've never dreamed could happen. I want to make you powerful. I want to make you somebody with authority. I want to give you a peace and an understanding. The Bible said there was a rushing mighty wind. It came from heaven. It came from another world. It was a spirit of God and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire and set upon each of them. They were filled with the Holy Ghost and they began to speak with other tongues. I believe that was some of that sound. These bones clacking together and skin covering them up and noise starts coming out of their mouth and people start babbling stuff and nobody knew what was going on even in the Old Testament the Bible said with a stammering lip and another tongue will I speak to these people something happened in that vision something happened in that vision that even went beyond what Ezekiel could imagine in his mind it was a spirit of almighty God swept across that valley and did what nobody could believe. I have a question today. Could God do that again? I believe that God wants to empower this church like it's never empowered before. I believe God wants to empower families and parents and children like it's never happened before. Nothing should even slightly resemble the genuine praise and worship that goes up in this sanctuary. Why? Because it's real. When the praise team sang this morning about praise the Lord, that song, when they changed to the next song, that I'm going to sing hallelujah until he comes again. Brother Dave's sermon reverberated in my ear again. Hallelujah, God in his sanctuary. There was a sound. There was a roar that came out of this audience. I heard it up here. It was unbelievable. It was people saying, God is in this place today. And I'm going to honor his presence with my praise. I want you to understand that God is holy. What you're feeling right now is not man-made. It's God-ordained. And it's time we let God be in control of this service. It's time that we allow the presence of God 
to become a living, breathing, touching, moving, manifest power of God Himself. So as they begin to sing softly this morning, the altar call has already happened. There's people already here. How many would come behind them and say, God, touch me again. Touch my life. It's been a long time. God has been along. There's people here today. You know who you are. There's people here today that God wants to touch you again like you've not felt in a long, long time. It can happen here today. Can God? Yes, He can. Yes, He can. The answer to that is yes. He will. He will. If you'll submit, if you'll let your life come back together under His power and under His hand, He'll do what you never dreamed could happen. Don't be a doubter today. Be a believer just this one time, this one service. Would you be a believer today that God truly can? He truly can. Everybody come as they sing. Thank the Lord. I want the Lord to have his way here today. I want the Spirit of the Lord to have his way here today. I want the power of God to be manifest here today. There's nothing, there's nothing that God can't do. I want you to understand today doesn't matter where you are. I may not know. I may not know anything about your life, but God knows everything about your life. If you'll surrender to Him today, if you'll give your heart back to Him. Let's 